We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app miss something from the todd feinberg show listen to the podcast on wtic.com slash podcast Wow, and just reading about the most expensive homes for sale in Connecticut. How about a 30-car garage house in Greenwich? $34 million. Yikes. Let's talk to Mike in Plainville. Hello, Mike. That's a little excessive. I think. I think. I want to make an analogy between NFL officials, referees, and the Democrats. They can mess up big time, Okay. They make the biggest blunders for everyone to see. But I'm the bad guy the next day when I say this is not how it happened. They made a mistake. I'm the villain. You uh, who, did you, who did you say this about? Like which game? game? Didn't, didn't, the teams, game yesterday. didn't the teams ruin those games yesterday? No, they, the Patriots wait, made, wait, were, were wait, terrible. Wait. The Buccaneers were wait. terrible. Wait, his foot was out of bounds and they gave the guy a touchdown. Well, you know, the rule oh. says there has to be, clear, every, every, there has to be clear evidence to overturn a call, right? There was plenty of evidence. Look, anyway, if I'm the bad guy when I come out and I speak, speak against these thieves, these domestic terrorists that we have in this state and in the country. They're getting away with it. And everybody's Uh, sitting around. Yeah, if you want to speak truth, uh, you have to pay the price, I guess, Mike. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Oh, yeah, Monday afternoon, 5 o'clock hour. We're going to do rants now. And during the rant hour, I will remind you that we do take phone calls, 860-522-9842. Rant line number 860-751-4698. Let's get the rants going. Thank you, Doc. You know, the only thing I know is, if I have a child in this school system, in any town in this in this state right now, and that teacher approaches my child and says, you don't know what gender you are, and maybe you're not a female, maybe you're not a male, that, fi- that teacher should be fired and actually thrown in jail and probably does pornography. I'm done. You know? 
these people that get away with this, it's so full of, never mind. I, I just can't go. You know, we have to protect our children. Well, I understand you're being upset about the idea that there is pressure going on inside the schools, political pressure to and, and curriculum that forces teachers to be fixating or, or including stuff that seems outrageous. But I wouldn't blame the teachers so much as the fact that there is a system that's been radicalized. And that's the thing that we have to mobilize to change. The political power should not be lying and covering up and playing games to make sure we don't understand the stuff that's going on in the schools. They should work to change it. And if the political, if people get mobilized politically, that will, they'll be forced to do that. That's what you have to do with your uh, emotional response. Get mobilized and change it. Hello, sir. It's John here. It's uh, December 16th, uh, approximately quarter to four. I hear on the news that President Biden is going to be sending 55 billion dollars to Africa. That is a lot of money, $55 billion. Over the course of a few years. Mm -hmm. $55 billion. Yes, sir. That we don't even have. True. Printed out of the clear blue sky, mm -hmm. backed by nothing. Yes. If we're going to do that, $55 billion would do a whole lot for homeless men and women veterans. Yeah, that's really good. $55 billion, that would be enough for the governor of the state of Connecticut to pretend that he's balanced the budget for uh, maybe the next 10 years. Why in the God's name are we sending $55 billion to Africa when our own veterans are suffering? And not only veterans, other homeless people, civilians. Anybody can get into dire straits, lose their home, lose their cars, and end up on the street. It, it can happen to anybody, no matter whom they are. Whom? No matter whom. Did you notice how he said that, how much emphasis John put on that? It, it can happen to anybody, no matter whom they are. Is he trying to tell me something? Because I, I don't think I say no matter whom they are. Oh, Todd, we got to stop this. Democrats printing money out of the clear blue sky. I have a nephew. A, um, a great nephew. A great nephew. Yeah, well, I have a great Two. nephew, too. He's fantastic. Two, three years old. His children and his children's children will be paying off this debt. True. Nothing is for free in America. Nothing is for free anywhere. Someone has to pay. Yes, somebody does have to pay. They do. Someone has to pay for it. It's true. But nobody does anymore. That's the new normal in America. And you're right to be upset about that as well. 
We are being dismantled and destroyed, our country is. You don't have democracy. The left likes to talk about democracy all the time, but there is no democracy. There is nothing democratic going on if money that doesn't exist is being mobilized, weaponized, as they like to say, to subvert democracy by using it to persuade voters to support a certain political party. 860-522-9842. Well, Chris Murphy is at it again. I'm not sure how many people realize Chris traveled over to Qatar for the World Cup and with Omar from Minnesota. Omar, who wants to defund the police. Murphy downplayed concerns about Qatar bribing high-level officials. But Murphy said Qatar was our best partner in this region. Where is the outcry from the LGBTQ group? This issue was not even brought up by Murphy. Taxpayers' money wasted as usual. And where was the mainstream media on this? I'm not quite sure his trip was even mentioned. Nice going, Chris. Spend some more of Connecticut's money on useless trips overseas. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Let's talk to Don in East Hartford. Hey there, Don. Good evening, Todd. I am mad as hell. What happened? I, I'm just listening to the, the the caller, the last caller calling you talking about um, why is Biden giving Africa fifty five billion dollars in the next few years? Why, why not? Why not? We and, don't and have any money. To, and, well, and you seem to agree with him. But We're thirty one trillion dollars in debt. It's time, to, it's time Todd, to retrench. Listen to me. Todd, listen to me. Yes. I don't care. For, five, for 400, 500 years, America has benefited of the sweat and blood of Africans. Built this country, and we're still doing it today as a people of African descent. Come on, Todd. And they still read, they still... For 400 or 500 Todd, years, what exactly are you saying? Todd, Todd. America is still reaping the, the raw materials out of Africa to this day. To this day. Why are you guys so unfair? I, I don't understand what you're referring to. Can you be more specific? You, the guy just called you a few No, I, I heard his call. I'm and wondering I'm saying, what you're saying. I, Todd, I am saying that the Western world, including America and, and, the, U, and the Europeans, they owe Africa a debt of gratitude. The whole Africa financial, um, what's the word? They, they, they need to repay the debt. Reparations. Well, so yes. let's let's have a conversation about that then. Okay. But don't. I don't like when people call and, and try to put down Biden for giving back some of what they took. That, that's not giving back. That is using foreign aid as a way to influence world affairs so that American hegemony, as the left you would know, say. You know, you're, you're a I like you, Todd, but you, you, why don't you talk about that, 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 that famine and that starvation that is going on in Africa, and you guys turn a blind eye to it? Well, I, I turn a blind eye to famine everywhere. I've never no, talked talk about the famine I've never talked about famine on the air in any country. I don't talk about things like that. I focus Come on... Come on, man. You guys, you guys, you guys have the right <laughs> to stop, stop that, man. You, you guys, that's why, you know that's why you guys lost the election? Because you think American, the Americans buy all this crap that you and the far right is selling. And we're not buying it. We're not buying it, Todd. Wake up. Don, uh, can it. I change the subject for a moment? 
you yes, you gave sent me a note on Twitter saying that you had emailed me some cuts for me to listen to, but I, I didn't. Jet track. I said that track. It's in your email. But I didn't. I couldn't find. Is it? Is it under a different name? No. I searched your name in my email. I could not find an email from you. I sent it to you a few minutes after after I saw your message. It's there. Look right from in the Sunday. In the Sunday. For Sunday. Okay. And would you, in the meantime, just in case I can't find it, would you? Send me your email address in a uh, in one of those direct messages on Twitter. Yes, okay. I'll okay. Do that. Thank you, Don. All right. It's good. I always like hearing Don because he gets emotionally involved with these things. I'm emotionally involved on a different level. I don't want to spend money that doesn't exist. I have no prop. Well, maybe I have some problem with foreign aid, but I. If they were proposing to cut some other spending. That might be uh, show at least some good faith of trying to run a responsible government. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Dave in Brantford. Hi, Dave. Yeah. Hey, I like Don when he calls, but geez, what a Grinch at Christmas week. That was. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's fired up. He's operating in real time. He's fired up. I want to get back to that climate change you started the show with. Yes, thank you. And the thing is, uh, and you were talking about they're going to teach it in the schools. Yes. So we're not going to teach the kids organic chemistry, something that the kids really ought to get. Mm -hmm. And that's how we're going to pay for it. No organic chemistry or physics, too, because we're wasting time with science. uh, And the thing I want to get at is an awful lot of the climate change is a little bit of this or a little bit of that. And there is no right answer. And I'm thinking about the plastic versus paper bags. Mm -hmm. It is so insignificant. Which one is better for the for the planet? And the artificial versus the real Christmas tree. Wait, hang on a sec. Can you discuss the bags for a second? Because I assume intuitively that the paper bags are way worse for the environment. The destruction must be just extraordinary to have these. It seems like the um, the volume of paper that goes into a paper bag compared to the volume of plastic going into a plastic bag there's, there's just no comparison how big the destruction that a paper bag requires is. That is an awful hard study to do, to put a carbon metric on how many trees get cut down and, you know, the handling and the storage of the paper products. I think the, depending on your metric of merit, which might, let's say it's the transmission of salmonella from mm-hmm. a leaky chicken package. Mm-hmm. Well, it's much worse with the paper bag or the re- the reusable cloth bag if you don't wash it. And the plastic is far superior in preventing people from getting, you know. Yeah, but I'd like to disease. leave that out and just do a casual calculation. What's your intuitive sense of uh, the environmental impact of overall? It's Because to me, it's not just climate issues, you know, what My- they their argument on. My intuitive sense is there's a lot more commotion caused by cutting down trees. Uh, There's a lot of chemistry involved in a paper mill, Mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of waste products. Uh, A lot less chemistry involved in making a plastic bag, believe it or not. The main problem is the plastic doesn't rot, which is also its advantage. All the carbon that came out of the ground is fossil fuel. You know how they tell you it lasts a million years in the landfill? Well, that's its advantage. The carbon never goes back into the environment. It is sequestered in the landfill. And, you know, (laughs) the the green weenies don't tell you that. Anyway, I I wanted to get to this on the climate change. 
We're getting very close to the point where a local tin pot politician can ban your replacing your gas or uh, oil water heater and Mm -hmm. demand you get a heat pump electric water heater because it's better for the environment. And all of a sudden, that $600 or $1,000 replacement water heater on the night before Christmas when it started to leak, Mm -hmm. you know, all of a sudden it's a $5,000 project when you've got to get a new fuse panel, you know, and the electrician rewires it. And uh, basically, you were talking about electric cars. Consider we're moving rapidly to an an electric house. And I don't think this has been spun out in any way that matters. I think that's on purpose that they don't actually discuss the solutions because there, there is no problem that's being solved by this stuff. They just want to affect the change. And what you're going to get is all of those uh, mind-altered children in school who were taught that the climate in 100 years trumps everything else. And all of a sudden, you're a leaky water heater and you're out five or 10000 uh, bucks because, God forbid, you replace it with a natural gas water heater. Yeah. which will last another seven or ten years. Hey, I'm an old guy. I'm not interested in the temperature in a hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, Todd. Merry okay. Christmas to you, Dave. Oh, that's funny. 860-522-9842. Oh, there he goes. Oh, man, that was great. That was Hi, great. Todd. Well, this is for all those journalists that were canned from Twitter by Elon Musk. How does it feel to be canceled, huh? Later. Later. That was Gladys. Where did I see Gladys? Oh, she came to the Avon Old Farms Hotel the other day. Yeah, that was great. I like seeing. I like your spelling of Granby, too, Joey. That's really good. Mike and Granby, hi. Hi. How you doing? Go ahead, Mike. What's on your mind? Uh, you sound no. depressed. Are you sad? Oh, no. I'm just I'm on my way home. It's dark. Okay. But um, I sell HVAC and and heat pump water heaters like that mm-hmm. gentleman was talking about. Yes. And I recently sold the my company's first electric boiler into Massachusetts. It requires 80 amps to put out 49,000 BTUs, which is about a third of what a normal house's boiler can put out. Can only put out 140 degree water. And has a which a boiler can usually put out 180, and only has a two-year warranty when everything else usually has about either a lifetime or 15-year warranty. So this is hot water heater only. This is hot water, yeah, like a boiler. No, like a boiler for your house for like baseboard. For your heat, it only puts yeah. out 140. How do you heat the home with water that's that cool? You would normally. Uh, have to double the amount of baseboard you put in your house because it's based off. I mean, you can you can run your boiler at 140 now, but you don't have enough. Usually, don't have enough baseboard in the middle of winter for it. But um, during the during the shoulder months, it's fine. So you'd have um, to double the amount of baseboard. Yeah, and and not only that, but you only have a you know a third of the boiler, so you're gonna have to put three boilers in. Which means your electrical service is now, what, 300 amp, 400 amp in your house? Yeah. And um, the funny thing is that the manufacturer advertises it it as uh, fossil fuel free. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Eating. Yeah, well, that's another hoax. It's like the cars that say zero emissions. How can there possibly be zero emissions? Maybe out of the car, but you have to buy emissions to put them in the yeah. car. Yeah. And Massachusetts, I, 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 my company's up in Mass, but so they actually just passed a law allowing 10, sti- 10 cities to... Uh, pilot a program where all new construction cannot have any fossil fuels in it. Oh, wow. That's pretty horrible stuff. All right, Mike, thank you for the bad news. It's good to keep up on this stuff. 860-522-9842. We'll play some more rants after news, and we will also check in with Mike Leibowitz after we do that. In about uh, 15 minutes, he'll be here. In the meantime, news and traffic and weather together on the it's mark christopher bps lawyers traffic center mark listen to the podcast on wtic.com slash podcast oh yes we've got rants still to play phone calls to take 860-522-9842 the rant line number Seven five one forty six ninety eight. All right, Joe Biden's in. We're all getting free health insurance, but the government can't even seem to do a vaccine properly. Only about seventy million people want better. It's going to be about one hundred and sixty million on the government health care plan. How smoothly do you think that's going to roll out? Yeah, we've got some flashback rants here for you as we work towards the end of the year. Where are you, Joe? The baby formula is still a problem. There is still a shortage. Children's medicine is also a problem. Why is so much of this medicine made in China and India? Yeah, good question. The company that makes Jeeps is laying off 1,350 workers in Illinois and will move the factory to Mexico. What company is that now that makes Jeeps? Is that Fiat? Whatever the new company is that owns, if it's Fiat and Renault merged. The world keeps changing too much. Do it today so we can get this rolling within the next two to three years. And I promise you, I promise you this. This is a little, just a little government scam flashback once again. We played this on Friday. It's Tony Tolls. You remember him, Tony Guerrero? 
the political hack from uh, Rocky Hill. If we do this, and he's going to be the head of the the motor vehicle department. Can you believe it? This state will thrive. All he wants is tolls, and this state will thrive. It will thrive, ladies and gentlemen. It'll be one of the best in our nation. So that's all it will take to finally take Connecticut from being the worst state in the country to the best. Well, one of the best, he says. Hey, Todd, it's Jonathan from the Connecticut Liberty Rally. We are basically entering another second lockdown right on cue, and restaurants are being closed. Basically, people think there's there's a curfew. This was about right? a year ago. Indoor, outdoor, private gatherings being locked. You're locked back in your house. You can't have 10 people at your house. Just a little throwback to the way things were. It's just crazy. The deaths are not there. The cases are up through the roof, but we're not back in April anymore. The charts are so clear. And I wanted to let you know, we're having a rally at the governor's mansion on Monday night. Remember that? Remember those good old days of uh, shutdowns and protests? And all those shenanigans. 860-522-9842. Time for us to, uh, well, we're, we're just going to get a little traffic and weather together on the 8th. Yeah, no big deal. But it is a big deal if you want the information, if you're, if you're hitting the road. And Mark Christopher in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center has all the details for you, Mark. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC. News Talk 1080. WTIC, it's Michael Leibowitz time. Three weeks out of prison today. Congratulations, Mike. Thank you, sir. It's wonderful to be out still. <laughs> to be out still. All right. What's uh, you? So you said today this is a little change because usually you come prepared with your own thing you want to talk about. But you said you were going to react to something that you heard on the show. Is that still the case? It is still the case. Yes. What's on your mind? Well, given the show today, you talked about a couple things that tie in, I believe, to what your overall purpose is. You talked earlier about I might butcher it a little bit, but relatively speaking, I think I'm close. Optimism. You talked about the importance of being optimistic and having a positive outlook on life. I did mention that, yes. You did mention that. And then, you know, your regular thing is now you want to have this political party to spark a political movement to get your, your views sort of established into, you know, law and get some candidates elected. And I think that the two go together because I think we need to have a positive outlook in order to push our agenda. And I think that agenda can come to fruition if we fight hard for it and if we explain it properly i think it can happen and there's a lot of naysayers who say no no you, you can't happen you can't make a third party it'll never work but i think it can and, and i think with the optimistic attitude that you have and the right principles that you have on your side i think we got a pretty good shot well i i believe that that's good analysis because optimism is an energy that allows you to uh find cracks in the wall to insinuate yourself into and, and to push your ideas and, and goals into. And, and that we really have no choice. We have, to, we have to fix America. And the people who hold power today are destroying the country and destroying the state. And the solution is obvious. It's right there. It was prepared for us 250 years ago by the people who founded the country and understood 
what you needed, which is small government and, and a liberty-based system that keeps power out of the hands of the plunderers and in the hands of the people. And that's what we have to shoot for. Plus, as our governor once said, remember, optimism is contagious. Optimism that is, is true. Contagious. That is true. I can't believe I didn't even think to say that. I know. I, I thought you'd have the clip ready to go and everything else, but it's all right. I, I could throw it in there. And then you had Chris Powell on, and you got into the zoning conversation again. And it reminded me of something that's vital in order for us to really get what we want going, and that's for people to have an understanding of property rights. Mm -hmm. We very rarely in the public discourse hear a discussion of what rights are, what property rights are, how are they implemented, and how can they be defended. And I think that your show has been an excellent vehicle for that, to get that idea out there. You've been discussing freedom. You had a great uh, interview today, by the way, with Alex Salter. I thought it was wonderful in discussing the trade cycle. Because ultimately, it seems to me that everything that all the problems that people complain about, generally speaking, are caused by government. Mm -hmm. in, in in order to combat that, we need to understand it and we need to minimize government and get it out of our lives as much as we possibly can. Isn't that remarkable? It's that statement that you just made, that government is, is a huge problem and we have to find a way to get it out of our lives and that government creates the problems that we're experiencing. And, and then they come back and want to do more of what they did to create the problem in the first place as the cure. It, it's remarkable that we fall for this hustle all the time. So, so I love that you're saying that, and I think it needs to be said more. But continue. What else did you want to say about it? Well, I just was thinking about Ronald Reagan's famous quote about government's not the solution, government's the problem. And, you know, at the time, it, it was great, and it's a nice slogan, but I don't really believe that he, you know, was really trying to convey what that really meant, just how much they're the problem. Because a lot of even the petty debates, I think, that people get into are caused by politicians whose interest is served well by the public being at each other's throats over these things. So it's not in their interest, for instance, to solve issues like gun violence or abortion or any any other number of these problems. They like to have it because then they can get up on their soapbox and claim they're going to fix it, which they ultimately never do. And they design their politics around those perennial fights. Right. So it's good for them. And I think that we, as the populace, need to stop being suckers and going for that and stop thinking that politicians are our friends and have our interest in mind because they really don't. And the sooner we realize that, I think the better off we're going to be. But how about when, when Ned made that statement that you referred to? Yeah, I think Ned was optimistic that he'd be right. able to pull the wool over. Before the I close, eyes. I just want to tackle one more thing head on. <laughs> no more bad mouth in the state of Connecticut. This is an amazing state. This is an amazing state. Everybody knows it's an amazing state. He's such a phony. What a phony faker. The rest of our country is looking at Connecticut in a new light. So should you. <laughs> Optimism is contagious. Optimism is contagious. Make a difference. I can't believe four more years of that guy yeah. and that crap. Yeah, 
Evidently, Howard Dean's uh, mannerisms are contagious as well, yes. and that seems to have caught him. It's funny because typical politician there is when people criticize Ned and Ned's policies, Ned turns it around with demagogic fashion and says, oh, you're criticizing Connecticut. Yes. Of course, <laughs> it, it's not the case even a little bit. Yes. But I think what Ned was optimistic about is that he could pull the wool over the public's eyes and get himself four more years in office, and it seems he was correct. Yeah. Hopefully this will be his last floor, and with the, your leadership, I think maybe we can make it happen. Which brings me to the final point that I wanted to get to, Todd. All to right. It seems to me that we need two things, and correct me if I'm wrong, of course, in order to really advance what we're trying to do. I think we need a handful of solid principles that we're trying to advance, and then we need a strategy by which to advance them. Well, that sounds right. The principles, I think, are self-explanatory to me now, and I, I so, so now I feel like I can infuse our conversation with the pursuit of those principles. And that is that um, we have to stop falling for what the politicians tell us we should be fighting about and upset about, and we should be telling them what we're upset about and pushing for the change that we need to correct the things that we're upset about. I think you're right. And I would just like to add, Todd, as a strategy, I would love it if any of these conservatives, liberals, progressives, Green Party, whoever is out there, would actually engage in the debate. I mean, if they believe that their principles are accurate, if they believe they have good ideas, then they should engage the debate. They can call your show. They can give the, their ideas. They can put them out there. Let's see what they have to say and let the public decide who's got the best ideas and the best principles. Well, who's? I don't even know if those people have ideas and principles. <laughs> well, that's the thing to expose, Todd, is that they really don't. There's no consistency. It, what, what really happens is they really just want the government to have more power. It's just a matter of which, what do they want the government to have power over? That's what it seems to me what the parties generally disagree about. Not taking government power away, but just give the government power either to transfer wealth or to control what happens in the bedroom or to control what people put in their bodies. It's never about just liberty. It's, uh, it's all so crazy what's going on in the world, and the, the solution is so simple. The strategies to implement, the strategies. So, so you're being kind of cryptic and calm and not taking ownership of this this afternoon. I don't know if you're... Uh, I don't know if you're tired this time of day. It's too late for you to have your usual energy or if you're, or if you're just in a different <laughs> mode because of the nature of our conversation. But you're a big believer. I mean, you, this is a, a passion that's driven you through uh, much of your 25 years of incarceration and, and now that propels you in your time of, of your own reclaiming of liberty so so talk with uh some of your usual ownership of this stuff all right todd listen i've been studying these ideas for over two decades i firmly believe in them and i think we can get them implemented i'm super excited about all the attention you've been giving lately to the idea of liberty even more so than usual i'm excited about the guests that i've been able to find for the show and that you've been having them on I think the conversation's great. I think we're headed in the right direction. I'm excited about life. I'm excited about the future. <laughs> and just for an added sort of oomph, I absolutely loved being in studio the other day with you for three hours, and I hope to do it again. Yeah, that was great fun. Alex Salter today was one of those guests you booked for us who we had on a couple hours ago. He was good, wasn't he? 
I, I thought he was wonderful. The the thing is, is these are the ideas that I've been studying for so long. To so to actually hear them broadcast over the airways is just the in absolute dream for me. And I, I firmly believe that the logic is on our side. So if we're able to get those ideas out there, make the logical arguments, I think we can win this thing. All right. We've got three minutes for you to make a logical argument. Go ahead and do it. What exactly are you talking about? So if I was to boil it down to its very fundamental, what I believe is that to use force against human beings is wrong fundamentally wrong. Human beings have a right to live their own lives and to make their own decisions. To implement force against them, to deprive them of whether it be their choice to put into their own bodies, the chemicals or the foods they want, or to spend their money in the way they see fit, is evil. And it's evil if just I, Michael Leibowitz, do it. It's evil if Todd Feinberg and Michael Leibowitz together do it. And it's evil if the whole society does it. And as soon as people understand that, well, you've got to be specific, though. What do you okay, mean so by because the average person is saying no one's doing that to me? Well, well, they are because if they're being taxed, force is being used against them. Even if it's only implied, like even if the person says, "Well, I would give the money freely," okay, but you're not. Even if somebody says, "I have no desire to shoot heroin or sniff cocaine or anything like that," so therefore force isn't. But it is. It's implied because if you chose to do those things, the force wielders would be there to uh, arrest you and put you in prison for it. So the government's heavy hand is always there, if only in the background. And you know, people may not care because it's not affecting them or they don't think it's affecting them, but it is, and it will, and it hurts. And besides from the big government policies being evil, they also don't work. I mean, are they really preventing people from doing drugs? Are they preventing nope. prostitution? Did they nope. ever prevent gambling? No, of course not. Do their redistributive programs work? No. Does their monetary policy work? No. So they're not only immoral, but they're, they don't achieve the ends that the big government crowd claims that they're going to. And nothing, to me, illustrates this more than the prison system that I spent a quarter century in, where they have absolute control over the people that are in their facilities and still can't get it right. In other words, be specific. What can't they get words, right? They can't rehabilitate offenders. They can't deter crime. They can't properly punish people. They don't do anything right. And ultimately, we need Todd Feinberg out there on the front lines to teach people these things. <laughs> and, I'll be right, and I'll be right by your side all the way. Side by side. I like it. All right, Levo, that was terrific. Thank oh, you so much, sir. Hold on. Yeah, go follow ahead. Me on, follow me on Twitter. At Lebo is out. Lebo, L-I-E-B-O, is out. Is out. Which is a good handle for you, because it's true. It, it's, it is true, and it's easy to remember. It is that as well, and it tells a big story. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Todd. Have a great night. All righty. We'll talk to you soon. That's Lebowitz. He is out in the world, and I do feel wonderful about teaming up with him to push his belief system and mine as well, and one that really is all of ours if we believe in the American system of government. The American system of government is based on the idea that everything should be market-driven, that government is creating a government as something that they felt guilty about and were horrified by and yet felt they needed to do. And that's what brought us to where we are today. They built a government they thought would be foolproof, but they knew couldn't be. 
they understood that the that the the evils of power of centralized power and the seductions to steal were just way too powerful for for people who could get themselves near that power to resist and people don't resist grabbing power and using it for their own purposes it's inherent to the idea of power that when you get your hands on it you forget about the principles involved and you forget about who you're obligated to and what you're obligated to and you just start making decisions based on how to get more power for yourself and how to protect the power you have that's why well that's one of the reasons why small government is essential because the smaller it is the less there is to steal so the less motivated the plunderers are for coming and taking away what we got but boy, oh boy, they are over the top right now. They are over the top with the amount of money they've wasted and plundered and stolen and the amount of destruction they have heaped upon mankind. And they've done it to an America that is the richest nation that went through its richest period, the richest period of any nation, more wealth created in this country than anywhere. And they not only robbed it all, but they robbed another generation or two mind-boggling all right that's it for today let's get ourselves a little traffic update mark christopher in the bps lawyers traffic center fill us in sir and have a great night t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.